siblings home, I'm Dennis. I'm Bonnie. And I'm Lindsay. Yay, Lindsay's back. back. You're welcome, <laughs> Yes. Are you nervous? By popular demand, no. <laughs> yes. So we're here counting down the Oscar winners for Best Picture of the Year from worst to best. Uh, we are all the way up to number 33. 33. Mm. Yeah. Sounds that like a submariner? Really? Oh, I know. Oh, too soon. Yeah, too soon. I've only been yeah. off for two years. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant too soon because of a submarine Oh, <laughs> accident. that was a submersible. A submersible. A submersible. <laughs> They're all the same to me. What is the I mean, difference? Um, submarine means under the water. Ah, uh, yeah, there actually is a difference, I don't... I, uh, at any rate, what movie are we talking about today? Titanic. No, no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we talked, well, We're talking we about talk? Spotlight. Yes. From, from 2015. What's your history with Spotlight? I had seen it. I loved it. I don't know when I saw it. It was probably, you know, like five years ago. Okay. Like that. I've seen it a couple of times, yeah. at least. Yeah. Especially Oops. now. I've probably seen it a couple of times before yeah. this week. Well, good. I, I saw it when it came out. I don't think I've seen it since. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I might be the neophyte here. Wow, we might be. Yeah. What does that mean? Neophyte, the new one. We've got uh, seven losers to look at. Okay. Have you seen any of them? I don't know. What are they? Bridge of Spies is one of them. Never heard of it. You've never heard of it? Bridge of Spies? Steven Spielberg movie, uh, Cold War thriller where Mark Rylance is uh, kind of an informant to the American intelligence. Oh, sounds good. Tom Hanks is the handler. Yeah, I mean, it's a very well-polished movie. It's uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, who you know knows how to Direct. film a script. And the, the screenplay was punched up by Joel and Ethan Cohen, so it's very oh. sharp. <laughs> nice. Uh-huh. I don't know why you haven't seen I it. I know, I haven't never seen heard it, of it, and I feel like that's weird. I've never heard of it. Yeah. Never heard of it either. Well, now you have, so. we got to put it on the list next time. But yeah, you I recommend. Uh, yeah, I'd like to say it again. I didn't see it streaming anywhere at the moment, but I've, I've seen it streaming in the past, so, you know. These things go in cycles. Uh, there's Room. I love Room. Oh, yeah, you've oh, seen big it? Oh, fan. Yes, yeah. I love Room. Never heard of it. <laughs> yes. Well, that'll be a theme. Uh, yeah, Room is about a woman who's abducted and lives in a underground lair with her son. Actually, who's the product of, of the, uh, her captor, right? Uh, yeah, like raped. he, her captor kept her in there, uh, pregnant. She got pregnant and like then had the baby and lived there. And this is they inspired lived... by a true story, right? Oh, yeah. Is this like a Elizabeth Smart kind of thing? Basically, uh, similar. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think she was probably kidnapped as a young adult, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Yeah. And then add the baby Bre- Bre- in Larson. the room. Yeah, had the baby so in this, the room. So this is all taking place while she's like in one room. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, with the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like I think pretty pretty much the whole movie is them in that one room, or at least most of it. Yeah, a, a good portion of it. Yeah, the like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah but good. that's room. 
I love Brie Larson. Yeah, right? yeah Brie Larson. Yeah, big fan. Is the, oh, it's like Captain, Captain, Marvel. Marvel. Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel. Did we watch Marvel. Unicorn Store? I love that movie. She's no. Like, oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> Never heard of it. It's really a quirky know. little movie about yeah. like she wants a unicorn and it. She's like an adult. It's really good. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, but we're almost. Uh, oh, I here? have seen this next movie. Oh, you've seen The Big Short. I've I read the book, first. And then really liked the book, and then I think yeah. I've seen the movie. Yeah, it's kind of a oh. Oh more, look, it's comic. Kendall. Yeah, Kendall. Kendall Roy is in it. Yeah, I didn't really remember who's in it until I was yeah, finding screenshots. From uh, Succession. Is, uh, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. The guy in the purple shirt. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's kind of an all-star cast directed by Adam McKay. That's kind of a. A light or kind of a comic look at the um, uh, the economic crisis of the two thousand eight. You know, era. I, I say that, and I've read the book. I don't know if I've seen the movie. Maybe I have. Ryan Gosling's in it. Steve Carell. See? see the guy in the suit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know Steve Carell. Brad Pitt is in it. Brad Pitt. Margot Robbie. Uh, Christian know. Bale. Definitely. Wow, that's yeah. a lot of people. Yeah, it's a big all-star cast. Is it a good movie? I like it, yeah. Yeah, it's a good book. I mean, really crazy. Oh, really nuts, yeah. Yeah, yeah and so, I mean, the story kind of centers on these guys trying to profit off of the yeah the crisis. Mm-hmm. Right, anyway. they're profiting by packaging. Like the subprime loans? Yeah, subprime yeah. loans, yeah. Yeah, it's, it was a real racket. We should watch it. Yeah, we should watch it. I'd love to watch it. Okay. All right. Well, now there's three movies you're going to watch. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Multiplied. The Revenant. Never heard of it. I have heard of it. I like felt like I was supposed to see it, but it just kind of looked boring, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's a Leonardo DiCaprio stars is this uh, movie about the American frontier and that kind of a ruling ordeal this guy goes through. Uh, it's directed by Alejandro Inaritu, who's just coming off winning an Oscar for Birdman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. No, I and I am obsessed with Tom Hardy, but I still have not seen it. it yeah, hurt. Tom Hardy's. Tom Hardy up. is in this. He's he's great in this. He's great it's in one it. of yeah. Did we say him in anything else? He's in another Best Picture nominee this year, to actually. Um, oh. But yeah, you definitely you would you. I know you've seen Inception. Yes. He's in Inception. Okay. And uh, have you seen The Dark Knight Rises? He plays Bane. Uh, Hard, you can't really recognize him. Get that arm boom. No. Yeah. <laughs> she, I don't think she's seen it. <laughs> uh, Brooklyn. No. Yeah, you would yeah, love I've this. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. Actually. Would I love this? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the story of uh, Irish uh, young young woman who comes over, immigrates from Ireland. Actually, her family sends her to America so that she can support the family and send money back. Wow. Uh, Really wonderful, just kind of a coming-of-age story that's about the immigrant experience, but also about falling in love and, and really well done. Saoirse Ronan plays the... Uh, t- not the title character, but the main character. Oh, that yeah. sounds great. Yeah. And like what the... I really 50s, liked 60s? it. 
Yeah, around then, kind of mid-century, I think. Uh, probably, it looks like 40s or 50s. Yeah. It deals a lot with her coming of age, but also, you know, some of the issues that immigrants dealt with at the time, you know, a lot of uh, the Irish would be derisively referred to as potato eaters, and you know, but that would actually come in very handy if they ever get stuck on Mars. Oh, yes. <laughs> because oh, yes, I have seen uh, this. The Martian is another big hit from 2015 that is about uh, Matt Damon stuck on Mars, and he learns to make potatoes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I saw this. I read the book and saw this, and I just, I mean, I thought the book was more interesting of a medium to what, because... The whole, like, him making potatoes when you're reading about it is, like, really interesting. Like, in a movie, I was kind of like, I thought it was good, but... Uh I didn't read the book, but I watched the movie and really liked this movie. Yeah, it's it's so watchable. It's it's really... It's got a great cast, and it's kind of about this problem-solving, you know, just on the individual level, and then by, like, the entire globe back home. And I actually enjoyed it more watching it more recently because you see, you know, this doesn't feel that long ago, but there's just such a sense of good-spiritedness and cooperation, and there's, like, no, like, uh, angsty polarization, and it's like the... There's no villains, it's like no one's, like... Oh well, let him die because it's too expensive. Right. Or, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm looking. It's it's like the, you know, uh, Chinese are like, uh, well, let's you know, reveal some of our secrets because right. it's going to yeah, save this right. one person's life, and it's like yeah. everybody's just cooperating, and it's just kind of a. It's, and and it, it <laughs> it's, is, it's interesting you say that because stuff. we think about the things that kind of capture global interest are a lot of those things like we just had. You know, the people in the submersible, but the oh, right, world yeah. was like, oh, you know, concerned about them. And remember the kids in the cave? Right. They were stuck in the mm-hmm. cave. Yeah. And the, you know, even that, I mean, well, that, oh, no, the well is, yeah, time, you but... and I remember, you know, the little girl stuck in the well. And yeah, that's a very, uh, it's kind of very heartening that people mm. recognize the dignity of life and that we're not yeah. just expendable you know mm-hmm. so if you you know it's you leave one person behind it's let's all rally as humanity to go get them yeah but really i really like the marshall it's yeah. a good movie yeah and finally we have mad max fury road which is the other tom hardy movie yes yeah you've seen it i've seen mm. it yes. yes it was very fun i don't i don't I, really like know the mad max like like, yeah, you know, I think the big difference is that you don't have to. Yeah, you really don't. It's really just terrible. Oh. It is so good. Really fantastic. Wall to wall action. It's like one long action so scene. So Adam would love this. But yeah, it yeah. is so well structured. Like, even with like the nonstop action, you get character development. And it's. I think it's the best action adventure movie since Raiders of the Lost Ark. I agree. Not, yeah. And visually, not, it's just like it's, it's so. And you don't so need to have seen them. You don't know. No. Oh. And I, I mean, I had seen them, but I don't really remember them. So. What um, is it called? Fury. Mad Road? Max Fury yeah. Road. Yeah. I hadn't seen. I still haven't seen any other than this movie. And it yeah, was... Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. Oh. 
Nicholas Holt. Uh, yeah. I mean, he'll probably like the action. It's like post-apocalyptic. I would hope so, yeah. Uh, So pretty good Best Picture lineup. It was an active year for movies. Uh, Star Wars was rebooted this year. Oh, good one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of the beginning. (laughs) Uh, The beginning of my, like... Like rejection of Star Wars discourse completely. Same. Yeah, it's like I think back before this movie, it's like Star Wars discourse was like almost all in agreement. Everybody hated yes. the prequels. Right. Everyone thought Empire's the best, but the yeah. first one is terrific, and mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi is fun. Um, but then it's like everything just got like mean and nasty, and yeah. like all of a sudden people are saying. Well, actually, the prequels are pretty good. If you, it's like, no, yeah, where did you that are... come from? Moment of <laughs> silence for the before this year. <laughs> yes. Because I fully agree. And, you know, and now yes. it's, it actually is like I recently met someone that I work with. And we realized like we are at, like the same on Star Wars, which is what you're saying. Like right. everybody was for 2015. But it's such like a, it's like, oh, I so controversial one, you know? now. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of still on that level. And I just well, don't I have really no care idea about what you guys. I didn't know we'd moved away from that. It's just a different. It's like there's I'm a whole still on that. there's a whole different fan base, and you just kind of like let them do their thing, and it's okay. Yeah, pour one out for them, you know. Well, Force Awakens was a huge hit, and the Jurassic Park franchise was also um, rebooted this year. I'm a fan of that. Yeah, it's far less annoying than Star Wars. I mean, they are really bad movies. No, they're not good, but they are... Man, you put a giant shark or a giant dinosaur. I don't care what the movie is. Are you excited for the Meg 2? For the what? The Meg 2? I love the Meg. I am so excited for the Meg 2. I've never seen the Meg. It's a Megalodon. Yeah. It's like a dinosaur that comes out from the crust of the ocean I really want to watch that. We saw a a really (laughs) bad movie recently that had dinosaurs in it, and I loved it. So, we gotta, yeah. we gotta watch, make dad watch the Meg. Oh, we can do that. Yeah. Age of Ultron. So, a lot of um, not great um, franchise movies at the top, but Inside Out was an original Pixar movie. Oh, yeah. Right. That was fun. Their last really great movies, I agree. in my opinion. So, that that's... Inside Out was the last great. What have they had since? Well, not then? the last great, but one of the. It's like when they started getting. Uh, Coco also holds up really well. and... A lot what of else? people. Like, I actually, I don't think they I've seen anything. Since well, then. Elemental just came out. Oh, never had. Red. Had red. Onward, Luca. A lot of people like Soul. Oh, Luca stupid. is about the middle school music teacher. No, that's Soul. Soul. Okay. What's Luca? The Twister Four actually I like quite a bit too. Okay. Uh, Luca is about the Italian kids and the turn into sea creatures and all that. Okay. I don't think you've seen it. <laughs> Turning red. At any rate, Inside Out is great. Okay, so now we're at Spotlight. Yeah, yeah so what's Spotlight about? You do it. It's a sure job. S- oh, yeah. gosh, sorry. Okay, so Spotlight is about this group of investigative reporters at the Boston Globe that's called Spotlight. And they've This is a group that uh, works on special projects, like that, and so they uh, started investigating the priest sex scandal. Well, they actually it wasn't a scandal before that. They started mm-hmm. investigating that, and they 
exposed, yeah, the whole thing about the the pre-sex scandal, brought down yeah. cardinal law, and really changed the church. Major, major effort. It's like yeah. the it's like a Watergate moment. Right. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, this movie does get actually compared a lot as a journalism yeah. movie to um, right. Yeah. All, where it um, changed all the president's everything. men. Yeah. Right. It, it just about. Yeah, well, it's like journalism at its best. Exactly, yes. Yeah, right. It, it's really these kind of movies that I think probably make people want to become journalists. Yeah, well, yeah, that's yeah. good. I, I watched it, and I was like, I'm going to go be a journalist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's, yeah, so it, that's what the movie is about. And it has a great cast. Wonderful cast. Yeah, yeah. really great cast. Yeah, read, and I like that tagline, read between the lies. Oh, yeah. Um, that's, yeah. that's really clever. Yeah. yeah. I I think, I, I mean, I'm a huge Watergate fan of all the movie, right. read tons of books. It was an early obsession of mine, but I think I might like this one better. But it, yeah, well, this one won Best yeah. Picture and the other one yeah. didn't. So. Yeah. So I, I just think they did a great job of yeah. yeah. What I loved about this movie is that it was so, it was just like about the reporting, the investigation, like exactly what yes. was going on. There was like nothing else. There wasn't any. And what I loved and I thought they did so well is that they didn't get into all kind of like the scandalous details and kind of mm-hmm. like the, you know, because that, that is kind of like an easy draw to, you know, kind of right. like pull people in with like the lurid stuff. Yeah. Like they did it so mm-hmm. respectfully and they just like the whole. The drama was just about, like, their reporting. Yeah. It wasn't about, you know, kind of like... Yeah, and whatever we do get of the... Um, what actually happened, it's always through the mouths of the victims. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. And it's like, yeah. it feels very, you know, like, it doesn't feel that kind of, like, scandalous, like, looking for, like, the tabloid lines. It right. feels, like, so, it's like, not... hard-hitting. And, yeah. you know, like, the little bit they give you is just, like... And what I I think is they just did so profoundly is watching the characters themselves, most of them, especially Mm -hmm. the Michael Keaton character, but really, you know, all of them just struggle as Catholics in a Catholic town. Mm -hmm. Well, lapsed Catholics. Right. Yeah. yeah, but Catholics. Well, yeah, and, but even yeah. that term yeah. "lapsed" is an interesting one because yeah. it's not like the language of um, rejection or turning right. away. It's like you know, I'm I'm on a break, and yeah. it's like it's probably something. Not, and Mike actually talks yeah. about how. Yes. It's like he, he, he thought he he'd come back. Yeah. At some point. Right. That's his. You know, he just kind of. I thought he described that so well. Of, oh, of really so many. Scene. I like going to church as a kid and fond memories just yeah. fell away for the normal reasons. Right. But always anticipated going back. And it was like, you could see his angst as he's like, mm-hmm. you're robbing me of, exactly, yeah. of this thing. Well, they're all former Catholics, but none of them are bitter right. former Catholics. Yeah. So, you yeah. know, one yeah. is just like... His, he's going to Presbyterian Church because his wife makes yeah. makes those decisions, and he'd probably still be going to church if he married a Catholic. Yeah. And you know, which one was that? Is that the that's Matt, the one that lived by the 
The one yeah, that yeah, lived yeah, by yeah, 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 right. the um, yep. treatment house. Right. And then, but what about the Michael Keaton character? Was he still going to church? No. Uh, no. no. I mean, he, he said pretty much all of them were... Were absolute. kind of following. Yeah, but, but he's so Their Catholic identity. With, he's, you know, he's close with the community, Yeah, too. and the East Coast, you know, especially Boston does... I remember when CJ's going to school there, mm-hmm. everybody, like... The people at the university are there. Nobody's from there, but everybody works there. Yeah. So was even like the swim coach and the, you know, the the security guards. They're like we were laughing because they were mostly named Murphy. Yeah. They were all these Boston Catholics, yeah. and yeah. but yeah, just just watching them, because this is. I think this is why it's more powerful than the other one is that people are cynical about politics anyway, and maybe people had yeah. an idealized view of politics prior to Watergate. Right. And it moved to cynicism after that, definitely changed it. But church hurt, mm-hmm. you know, being betrayed by spiritual leaders, that's and so much the worse. Trust. And it, yeah. I, I just even, so much of the movie is so subtle. and I, I just, I like just that one shot where Sasha's at church with her nana and yeah. you get this banal sermon where the priest makes this corny joke about yeah. like the internet's gonna put me out of business yeah. and you just see her look over at her nana and you see how how wrapped up the nana yeah. is and just yeah. this look of of trust and yeah. including all her faith right. in yeah. in this yeah and yeah. it's, it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I know. And then at the yeah. end, when like she's reading the, you know, oh, like the word yeah. yeah. with her name. Like, well, the movie doesn't oversell these moments. Mm-hmm. It's just no, like yeah, yeah. we don't get like Nana's gonna turn away from yeah. the church forever, and you know, yeah. you just see this kind of disappointment. Yeah, and yeah, that's what I love too. It's so like subtle, and it it's not like. It's almost like it's not like condescending to the audience. Like he doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like it gives you enough, and it's it's like you will get it. Like when I think it's the Mark Ruffalo characters, like at the church, and there's the choir boys, and like you just you yeah. know they just show like the yeah. boys singing, and like nothing else has to be like said or whatever. But like yeah. the audience like gets it, you know, yes. and they're just kind of like that's just like a powerful moment of just you know no script or anything just showing you yeah. that visual for a moment is enough to really just yeah and when, when she's walking doing the walk and talk with the victim it's like yeah. oh there's a church right there and the playground mm-hmm. yeah and the other thing that i that they did i thought really well is focus on the you know or or at least like everybody gets that that the individual actions are evil and horrific oh, yeah. right but also that this that it was allowed to go on and that people looked at it the other way and that the this sort of whole system mm. not even just including the church system right. but it went like beyond that yeah and that it was everybody and i i think it's so powerful that Scene where Batman, <laughs> yes, Michael Keaton, Robbie. is like Robbie mm-hmm. is like, what well, you know? Okay, we got these guys, and he's like, well, what about, what about the role we've played in this? Yeah, and you know, just realizing that he's been part of this, and and I think it also portrays it really well in that how does that happen? 
It's because yeah. abusers uh, prey on the vulnerable children from yes. broken, you know, bad situations. So everybody mm-hmm. else, it's easy to look the other way when it's not affecting all of their families, right? Yeah, and that's why I really loved going back to this and seeing how how thoughtful the movie is about what it wants to say in taking this subject matter, which just invites anger and outrage, but just kind of focusing on on like just it's not a screed or an invective, but it's just very thoughtful in, in how it kind of looks at how institutions function yeah. and how they go wrong and yeah. how they can end up serving the institution itself instead yes. of who they exist. Because right. when we're talking to the victims, it's like they're definitely betrayed and victimized by the yeah. church, but the the... Boston Globe also owes them a duty of care. The legal yeah. establishment, yeah. the law enforcement. Right. Yeah. The, I mean, they're. Yeah. They are stakeholders for all of these yeah. institutions that just let them down right. because they're just focused kind of on their own role in, right. within that institution. Yep. And there's just kind of this disconnect between the individual and the group that they're yep. part of. And so on that end, I really liked when you get that part where the the judge says, okay, stop saying cardinal law and say the archdiocese Mm -hmm. as where, you know, you have to make it the institution versus the individual. But then you also see that with the Michael Douglas character in... Yeah. It's easy to say, okay, this is what the metro section did. Right. We dumped it in metro yeah. when really this was, you know, this came across my plate and I don't remember it at this time, but yeah. it's like I, I personally made a decision. And yeah. It, it's not just the greater. Yeah. And I love, I when movies do this, and like I looked into like the real story after it and like, yeah. Everything like they, you do like the side by side with like the casting that they did. Oh yeah. They like look like the people apparently oh, like the yeah. real people on the spotlight team that are being portrayed. They were mm-hmm. like a big part of the process and and like just the amount of detail and work that went into right. respecting like the real story yeah. and like the real characters and you know these are real people and like everything just lines up you know so well and. And even, like, when they go to that one pre-store that, like, admits to molesting oh, little boys. Like, yeah, that's, that's, so, that's, like, a yeah. real thing that like, happened. Yeah. Yeah, like, it wasn't the Sasha character. It's, I think, Mark Ruffalo's, and it was right. in his living room. But, like, you know, so, like, it, yeah. like pretty much it seemed like everything was just, you know, like, it was, like, a, a really well done on the true story part, which yeah, mm-hmm. it's hard to find in a lot of movies, you know? Yeah. Yeah, another thing I appreciated was how they show this, the tactic that institutions have to protect themselves of uh, isolating and maybe stigmatizing the outsider or the person who's a threat to the institution. Yeah. And you see that in the, um, the Marty, uh, Marty Baron character, mm-hmm. who's the, the right. new head honcho of yeah. the Boston Globe, uh, played by Liev Schreiber, 
uh, who's, you know, we get to see on the golf course where it's like, okay, well, he's, he doesn't like sports. He's Jewish. He's not married and he never was married. And just like how, doesn't really like draw any conclusions based on that, but it's just kind of saying these things where he's not part of, he's, he's mm-hmm. kind of on the outside mm-hmm. and just kind of, you know, be careful that, you know, he'll have an agenda come in with an axe grinding. Mm-hmm. But when we meet the character, I like how it's set up because we, before we meet him, we hear that, okay, this is, this new guy's going to come in and he's going to make cuts. So he's a threat to our, yeah. our operations. And in that first restaurant scene, right. Michael Keaton isn't making eye contact and you can see he's a little defensive. The questioning mm-hmm. is like, okay, well, he's, you know, is, is, is this going to be a problem? Mm-hmm. You know, there's definitely a, a layer of distrust. Uh-huh. Um, that never becomes a plot point in the movie, but it does an effective job about putting the audience on edge to the extent that we initially don't trust this guy, but then we get to be kind of let go of our distrust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. and, but then we see that throughout because, like, when the the activist guy, this guy who's in charge of Snap Paul, yeah. is, before we even meet him, the reporters are kind of making fun of the name, like, it's this ridiculous name. So they are kind of on his side, and yeah. he does kind of come across yeah. as, you know, the, the have eleven members. It's like yeah. kind of weird, but then again, it's we our experience with this character is that we kind of confirms the bias, but then lets us over comment. Right, and we get that again with the the lawyer played by Stanley Tucci. Whatever I don't know. Yes, uh, yeah. or something like so that. So he's a lawyer for the victims. Yeah, and this is all another case where we first meet him. First of all, we hear what yeah. a, a loose cannon he is, and then we just see how disheveled his office is. And yeah. before we even see him, we hear him ripping into some yeah. other person. Seems completely irrational. Right. Yeah. But then it's it's like it doesn't sugarcoat this character. We have right. to, we again have to overcome our suspicions yeah. of them. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, I think it it really shows how sometimes you need that outside look into yes. a whatever system that you're in. Obedient. To, you know, whether it's the quirky outsider or it's the newcomer or whatever. To be able to look and say, this is, this is, this is not okay. Yeah. And that serves an important purpose. I, I remember, so working, when I worked for the diocese here in San Diego, and this was several years ago, and who's now Cardinal McElroy, um, yeah. spoke to us about, brought all the staff um, for the diocese, and just kind of walked us through. I mean, he was new to San Diego, but had been involved in some of this stuff. Of course, he came from as auxiliary bishop in San Francisco, and he talked about you know the why he'd made the changes he did when he came, and mm-hmm. anyway. But he was talking about from years prior when he was in San Francisco, and. He was 
talking about what it was like to be in the diocese when these cases would come up. And right. because by at the auxiliary bishop level and probably as a senior priest level too, but the auxiliary bishop, they don't get the victims thing. They get it from the attorneys who yeah. present them. They get the attorneys and the psychologists, you know, stuff. And this is, I'm not saying this to defend the hierarchy, but he was like the attorneys always told them don't meet with the victims don't meet with the victims that's bad for your case you can't right. you don't talk to them stuff like that and in san francisco they uh said no i, I want to meet with the victims and then he said as soon as they met with the victims it yeah. was like a whole different ball game is they saw a completely different picture and so you can see you have all these layers yeah, exactly. In between the victims, and then you have a couple of fringe characters defending them that are right, but yeah. are not accepted by the system. Right. And then you've got like eight levels of the system, and then you've got the major decision makers who are just not thinking about the victims. And right. it's just the whole thing, you just want to... Yeah. And that's what they did, is they just shook They're it up. Just easy. It makes them easy to dismiss. Because these are all, the, the defenders are all fallible people. Right. And, you know. And there I are. Mean, another example of, of um, what I was talking about earlier is this, um, this guy who, Spar, I think, who left the priest and married a nun. Mm-hmm. It's like before we hear from Sipe, him. Yeah. Yeah. Sipe. It's, um, he's, he's got an axe to grind and he's just off the rails and, uh-huh. and left to marry a nun. And the first thing we hear him say is, oh, this is all about celibacy and, and kind of yeah. like he is, yeah. it's like, it almost confirms that, okay, this, this guy has an axe to grind and it's, you know, he's starting what's most personal to him. Uh-huh. And so it almost confirms the reasons for dismissing him. But, but he's then, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just love how we're constantly overcoming yeah. this resistance. Yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah, that is the challenge. And he actually, Sipe actually, I think he lives in San Diego. Uh-huh. He is still, uh, and he does have all those, he is that way. Right. And he, everything's a conspiracy theory to him. And, you know, that's mm-hmm. the... But the problem is you got to sift through these things exactly. because he, you know, because he is right about the, you know, the basic, you know, especially there. And because mm-hmm. he has a psych, he's a psychologist, right? So he was the yeah. one who was yeah. like, here's really the percentage. Than, right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in yeah. Boston, you had tons of priests, right? Oh. So a percentage, that percentage was what they say. Could be, yeah. 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 And then, but the problem was each one of those priests had abused so many children. Oh, it's just so, so enraging, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I appreciate that it's not a rageful movie. Right. Mm -hmm. But it also doesn't sugarcoat anything. No, it doesn't. And we've also seen it, like, so we had a, a priest at our parish who, he was a, visiting priest that he was regularly visiting um, I won't say his oh, name but yeah. he okay. was removed by the cardinal and 
there it's so interesting this is only a few years ago like what, but five, no yeah six, I, I five, know. Six. so well after this point and so many of the parishioners were outraged uh, oh yeah outraged that this you know because they didn't they because be, you get a because he's such he a built, nice priest you're, only, you're yeah. not the one yeah. 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 exactly yeah and yeah. yeah and his issue was different it was a it wasn't an underage girl you know but she was like 17 yeah. almost 18 oh geez what yeah so anyway so they were like well that's different that's not a that's not a 12 year old boy no. but it's like uh, well that, you know what? this still it's a not, victim yeah. and it, it was it's it was so... decades ago and all this kind of stuff but it was so interesting watching these same people yeah. in the parish who are outraged about these things happening that they hear about that they don't know about but when it yeah. happens to a priest that they know and like and trust mm-hmm. they're like that bad bishop that yeah. the cardinal they still are like that oh no definitely it's, yeah that's it like, was it was it was something to watch yeah it was like well i guess yeah, it's so interesting. Really, yeah, but yeah. I do think it's that's part of the problem when you have these systems of 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 trust, you know, cuz again, cardinal law, he doesn't know the victims, but he does know these priests, mm-hmm. right? That are under his he's like the dad for all these priests. Yeah. You know, so he's they just think, okay, they can be rehabilitated and and just sent back into parish after mm-hmm. parish. But I love how they pointed out that letter yeah. from the auxiliary bishop who's like, this is not okay. You know, why is he back in there? Maybe respectfully yeah. he shouldn't. Yeah. And, and I Well, I don't want to put it in the yeah. podcast, but I mean, there's other things like that makes me think of the, like, oh, I'll cut this out, but the, okay. the, Mikey's coach were like, you knew yeah. him and trusted him. And then like, when you, I think you were describing, you're at the hearing and you're like, oh, wow, this yeah. is true. Let's not cut it out because I think okay. this is such a good example. So our youngest son, Mikey, there was a, a in our town, a little karate studio and Mikey was really involved in it. And they would do, I mean, they would have all this stuff going on mikey was one of the helpers yeah uh this we really like this karate instructor but one of the kids had accused him of it the whole thing was like defending you know he's been wrongly accused and mikey was so certain i told him that's i mean as a mom i'm like oh man i hope that's not true because you know they had they would have these events that would go mostly through the night at the karate studio there were other adults there at the time, and Mikey was there, and, you know, I had always, anytime you have your kid, I was grilled. Mikey was never concerned about him and never had any issues with Mikey. And yeah. as a parent, I'm thinking, you know, if you have an abuser, and he's so close to my son, and he's shown no inappropriate at all, then he's not an abuser. Well, yeah. But then I did go to the hearing. I actually went to the hearing with some of the other parents to as a support for this guy who was wrongly accused. And it was, I'll never forget that just being at the hearing and then just like, Oh, Oh my, (laughs) Oh my gosh, this is, this is true. Yeah. And then having to tell Mikey afterwards. Ah, And then I, and that's how I really firsthand learned 
Like this is what abusers do yeah. is they they know how to pick their victims. Yeah. They so pick sad. their victims and they isolate them and <sighs> they get in their heads and they don't touch the other mm-hmm. kids yeah. and it's so insidious. It's insidious. So it was yeah, yeah it was really close to home, but uh, but you can understand, and this was, you know, there's no system around him, so he went to jail, and yeah, yeah, but and it all fizzled. The whole defense fizzled at this thing because every single one of us realized, like, you had to be completely delusional after this. It's yeah, like, Whoops. yes, that's not okay. Yeah, I think it was it worked out to the benefit of the. A filmmaker is that this group happened to be named Spotlight because that's such a great theme yes. is shining a light. Yeah. And so much of the, you know, it's not a very visually ostentatious movie, but there's so much care to where lights are shining and mm-hmm. like even like when they're in that that kind of basement that their work is is mm. like they're in a dark room mm-hmm. looking at things and, and it's yeah. being the light shining on it and like in Ugh. Mark Ruffalo's room, um, Mike's room there's kind of a lamp right on his uh, laptop where uh, he's doing his yeah. work uh, very clever and yeah. it's it doesn't really come up with in the movie but it's also like a lot of that is also very um, in tune with the gospels have a lot about you know, yeah, putting your light, light under a bushel and... Right, and don't do that. that. You yeah. know it better than I do, but... Yeah. It's like how important... <laughs> how um, crucial light is yeah. in the darkness. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because this is... Um, yeah, I mean, this is such a important role that they did and they changed how... Um, the church did things, and mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I mean, this yeah. was really, this group was a blessing for the church. It is so crazy. Like, I was looking up some stuff today. There's still, like, you know, a lot of Catholics that are, like, this is all, all the victims, quote-unquote, oh. and it's um, baseless yeah, accusations. I don't think that there's... Or, like, many. everybody does No, it. there's not. I'm sure there's not yeah. many, but, you know, like, yeah. on, on the internet, like, oh, you on know, the you internet. can find yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there's but, still, I think, a lot of people in the dark. who will... <laughs> right? The, those, yeah, exactly. It is. The internet is in the dark. Well, everybody's Everybody's anonymous. Oh, right. It is, yeah, like, yeah, they're in the... Yeah. They, you know, they're not saying it in the light of day to other people. I mean, right, writing, um, well, I think one of the about it with their uh, name on it. Yeah, <laughs> one of the problems it. is not so much denying it, but just kind of minimizing it. Yeah. Or like, okay, Everybody well, the, the Boy yeah. Scouts are doing it too, and the yeah, SBC. That's, a, that's and, a weird argument that gets yeah. brought up a lot. It's like yeah. the same percentage as regular yeah. population. Yeah. It's like, all right, well, that's kind of irrelevant. We, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's the that's the thing that I think is important is to. You know, you you've got to own it, right? Exactly. And and you have to do the. You know, you 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 have to. Because it is just it's horrifying and disgusting yeah. once you shine the light on it. Yeah, and, and you, it's just there's yeah. no. Yeah. There's you no do, you other reaction. Other yeah. than, you don't defend it anymore. Yeah. You just like okay, let's move forward. Yeah. We got to change things. We got to compensate the victims. 
you know, put a bunch of men in jail. Put a, yeah. put. Well, sadly, most of them are dead, but you know, yeah. but they put in jail. The, no, yeah, almost. I mean, the yeah vast majority of them had. Long, I mean, in San Diego, had yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because, you know, even in San Diego, everything had been done. This was bishops that are long dead that had actually moved priests around. As a matter of fact, most of them were in Riverside, which at that point was part of the Catholic Diocese of San Diego and is no longer part. So, you know, San Diego went bankrupt and they don't even have that. Um, so it, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's, you just, you have to, you have to go forward with it. And you, you, yeah. this is just how you operate. Yeah. Well, I like this movie better than I remember it. And yeah. I actually I think, think, think this is my top yeah. movie so far. Yeah. I, I really mean, do. I it's so good. Great. Yeah, it's really good. I'm just really, I, I don't know that there's a bad scene yeah, or, I, mean, and it's I, just I just feel like they don't make them like this often. You know, like they could have done so much with just like, like the the people, the investigators, the journalists. They were so professional, and it was heavy, yeah. and you could see it affected them. But there yeah. wasn't like these big breakdowns. They didn't make it about manufactured the people. Yeah. Right. They just kept yeah. it on the story. I was listening like, to one podcast that complained about. Like Mark Ruffalo's "Give Me an Oscar" scene, and I'm like, that's no, scene is so that's great in that yeah. scene. Yeah, and I mean, maybe they have a point because I know exactly what scene they're talking about. But yeah. right. I think yeah. that movie that stands out just because the rest of the movie is so understated. Yes, yeah, yeah. But it's not. It's just you really need that moment of anger. You do. You like yeah. these are kids. Right. It would have. Yeah. It would have been weird if there wasn't anything yeah. like that in there. Yeah. You yeah. know, like. Yeah. yeah, and he's great, and it's, no, I, and he, I, I think agree. he was the right choice to like express that emotion. You know? Yeah, like I, I, I thought it yeah. was great. Right, and yeah, that's that scene. He's like, yeah, it could have been any of us, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know, that's that whole. You know, it happens to those kind of kids. Those, mm-hmm. you know, the people that we, you know, kind yeah. of blind, you know, blind to society, even though they're right. in our schools and in mm-hmm. the, you know. Uh, and that's just wrong. Uh, yeah, so I loved... Because his outrage is our outrage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so it's just like... Yeah, and then he clarifies it more in the following scene. Yeah, where he does. He says, yeah. we talked about it earlier, about how he, he thought he'd go back one yeah. day. Yeah, and they robbed it from him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, really yeah. really good yeah. movie. Yeah. yeah, and I think like it, it doesn't... Doesn't pick any of the low hanging fruit. I mean, we yeah. do see Cardinal Law, and it doesn't like go over the top and making him villainous or like, you know, I yeah. don't think it's necessarily portrayed as a great guy, but it's not like yeah, doesn't yeah. undermine him unfairly. Yeah, right. I think it portrays him pretty accurately. You know, yeah. it, just as a flawed character, but not an evil character, yeah. just as a yeah, flawed I character. I kind of got villainous vibes, but not because of, like, the bias of the movie. Well, once you find out, like, that yeah. he knew. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Uh, Don't have a lot of grace for his mistakes. No. Personally. No, but, and he know. didn't get yeah, grace. But they didn't hard. hit it over the head. He yeah. wasn't like the, right. you know. He's not trying to, he's not personally molesting kids. He's not... 
doing well, this as I mean, they, you, so many lazier filmmakers would have had short hands, like when the um, he's meeting with the uh, uh, Marty character, and like someone brings some coffee or something. He could have said, "Oh, thanks, Toots," or like something yes, that shows, exactly, like, right. "Oh, this is a bad guy." Yeah. Where it doesn't take any of those right. cheap shots, right? right. They show how he does hard have a very it, nice office, yeah. but it doesn't like overplay the right. You know, and and it shows how hard these things are. Like if you don't have a spotlight on it, you don't yeah. see it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and so it's just really. I I agree. This is a really it's powerful great. movie, and I think you're right. I think maybe this is that's probably my favorite. What was my favorite before this? I don't know. Yeah, but I could watch this um, movie. Huh? I really like Forrest Gump, too. I think Titanic was your favorite, actually. Shush, to be yo, shush. You love Titanic. <laughs> you be quiet. <laughs> you did love Titanic. No, I mean, you had said... Oh, no. The shipwreck? No. In the podcast, <laughs> you had said <laughs> Marty. Oh, I love Marty. How Green Was My Valley, I think. It, oh, I love How Green Was My Valley. that we got there. Yeah. We no, watched some really good movies. How Valley was not Thomas More. That was no, I said also Thomas More. Yeah, okay. I mean, for all seasons. Yeah. Gandhi. Gandhi. Yeah. Gandhi is not as... I think when we did our top five, you had um, you had a man for all seasons. He, he remembers from... everything. I know. He's a, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, yeah, this has been really fun so far. It I know has been fun. Still, I've watched a lot of movies the, I would never have watched before. Yes. The biggest surprise for me is how, how much you liked uh, Platoon. I know. Maybe mine not too. enjoy it, but no, um, that appreciate it. Yeah, that's my biggest surprise yeah. too. I hope I'm yeah, back and for Parasite. You've, you've kind of. I love Parasite. I that so long. good. Fantastic. Okay, but well, that's still the come. Yeah, but and, you know, and um, you've kind of brought up Platoon a few times, so it's I like know. it's kind of stuck with you. No, it it has. Yeah, that you're right. That's been my biggest surprise. Yeah. So far, yeah. All right. Okay, so. Um, oh. <laughs> so let's do a little bit. Let's see you part. do this. <laughs> yeah, I was afraid it'd be like kind of tacky to do a. Limerick on a movie. Uh, it's not tacky this. at all, Chat GPT says. <laughs> so Dennis writes, could you write a limerick? This is to Chat GPT. Could you write a limerick about Spotlight? Is that tacky? <laughs> and Chat GPT says, of course I can write a limer- limerick about Spotlight! Exclamation point. It's not tacky at all. Here's a limerick for you. In the newsroom, Spotlight did shine, unveiling truths one at a time. Their investigations brought dark revelations, Journalism's power, so fine. Wow. And then Dennis responded, oh, that's pretty good. And then ChatGPT says, thank you, I'm glad you liked it. Limericks can be a fun way to capture a topic in a playful and concise manner. If you have any more requests or questions, feel free to ask. And then Dennis says, okay, how about Mean Girls? Did Uh, we get that one? Oh, yeah, but I didn't have enough space in the screenshot. I can show you afterwards how that went. Uh, yeah. Okay, so nominations? I got six nominations. Okay. Not a whole lot, but not a very flashy movie. Yeah. Uh, two acting nominations. Can you guess who? Um, Michael Keaton, probably. And Mark Ruffalo. Uh, that, you're right on that. Um, really? Not no, Michael Keaton, Keaton didn't uh, make the cut. Sorry. Rachel um, McAdams? Yep. Yeah, supporting so two supporting actor, acting okay. categories. Did either um, of them win? No. Uh, no, like only that, uh, one, too. 
Liv oh. whatever his name was. Yeah. I thought he was so good. Liv, what's his name? Oh, Liv Schreiber? Yeah. Yeah, he's great. I mean, just the acting all around was terrific. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so, best original screenplay at one. Right. Interestingly, the uh, this year they started out with the screenplay awards. So on Oscar night, Spotlight won the first and the last awards of the evening, and nothing else. Oh wow! wow. So interesting that it didn't win best director. Right. Who... That went to um, Alejandro Iñárritu for The Revenant. Oh, he, he got won two in a two row. Two in a row, yeah, because he had wow. won for Birdman the year before. Oh, Brie Larson did. That was a yeah. Brie Larson won for Room, not The Room, but so Room. So uh, Leonardo DiCaprio won for The Revenant. We saw okay. him as Jack in Titanic, which yes. he loved. You awesome. really did. Titanic. Oh, she'll watch it again right now. <laughs> <laughs> you, I do like it. I've never really wanted to watch it. She loves it. <laughs> oh, that's because oh. you're my yes. girl. Okay, and the supporting award went to that's Mark, Mark Rylance for Bridge of Spies. And I then, secretly love it, but yeah. I like to bash it because everyone loves it. I'm like, and it's way overrated, except it's kind of awesome. Is it? She loves it, yeah. yes. It's, there's so much to, to like about it. But it's basically the love story of George of the Jungle. So, And I hate the framing device. She loved the love story this time around. No, I did not. I <laughs> loved Leo's... Okay, we got to watch it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. There's a, and then listen to the podcast where you say yeah, specifically, sure. I love this movie. Shut up. <laughs> okay, you got to move on. <laughs> so that's Spotlight. Okay. What are we going to watch next? Yeah, so well, I'll be, my, my picks for what's coming up next are The French Connection, mm-hmm. The Departed, 12 Years a Slave, In the Heat of the Night, and All Quiet on the Western Front. Yeah, and the I have... The version. I have all, No Country for Old Men, mm-hmm. Amadeus, Parasite, Moonlight, and then I have to pick one. So I'm going to pick The Best Years of Our Lives, because I've never heard of that one. You've never heard of it? Oops. Uh, <laughs> no, that's okay. Okay, this is going to be fun. Yeah. Directed by... I don't know. William Wyler. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, okay. William Wyler. Uh, I know him. See. He's a famous director. Um, right. so so, but see. I think it's going to be Amadeus. Well, I think it'll be one of mine or something that's not on either of my lists. You just called you out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm always wrong. Uh, I've been wrong about other things. Uh, it, it is, the 80s movies have all underperformed on the yeah. list, so though I don't know why you hate Amadeus so much. <laughs> Shut up. Huge fight at some point. <laughs> but I'm sure it's not going to be next week. That's mine. So we'll be back next week. Next week with In the Heat of the Night. Yeah. In the dark of the night. Yes. You've seen it, right? I don't know. What's it about? I don't know. Well, what do you think it's about? What Uh, would you guess? In the Heat of the Night. Let me see. Florida. Florida. I don't know. (laughs) I have no idea what it's about. 
Okay, I actually think you've seen that, but okay. uh, we'll be back next week with In the Heat of the Night. Okay. Sydney Portier and um, um, Rod Steiger. Wait, is this about some sort of southern racism stuff? <laughs> I think you've seen it. Okay. They call me Mr. Tibbs. Oh, that's from uh, 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> Colonel Tibbs is the cat in 101 Dalmatians. There's oh, also the line is parodied by Pumbaa. Mr. Tibbs. No, I ha- that's I no, that's the the Lion King. They call oh. me Mister Pig, yeah, which is yeah, a yeah. parody of. Oh, okay. okay. Anyways, it should be fun next week with in the heat of the night. Yeah, I like singing. Yeah.